think the issue here is there's a lack of accountability happening. Melissa, you don't want to take accountability for the fact that you turn into a fucking raging bitch on camera. You don't like this to take accountability true. of you being a brat. It took this long. <laughs> okay, it takes time. Here I am. It takes time. Here she is. She might not have the time. You might not have the time. The sound bites are popping today. The question here is like, how does this relate to why you should stay? Because it's, it's important. I don't give a fuck at this point. If I go home, I fucking go home. All right, then go. Everything is building up, and at this point, I, I want to quit. I want to quit. The reality is that no one's innocent in this situation, even Melissa. There's been multiple moments where I've seen her go off and have conversations about people behind their backs, too. You're still family. I don't, I don't Please don't, to, don't, like, shut out. I don't want you to feel like we don't have your back. Don't walk out, please. Help us. Come on. Uh, okay. All right, we'll just... <laughs> just let her go. Just let her do what she needs to do. Melissa, 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 talk to me. <laughs> So I feel like there is a lot going on in this clip. And the reason mm. I chose it is, A, obviously it's like, you know, this peak moment of drama in the cauldron and in the uh, industrial hallway outside of the cauldron. Oh, uh, right? But but that, but also, I think within this, there's all these layers of reality, you know, from Coco or Hoso acknowledging, oh, a lot of sound bites this week. So there's like mm. that self-awareness. There's Vicky saying to Melissa, like, well, you're a bitch whenever the cameras are on. Mm. And then there's like, why is Melissa really upset? And then there's like, who's still doing the TV show? Is Eva still kind of doing what she's supposed to do in the cauldron right. as, a, as a character on TV? Let her go. Just let her go. Right. Let her do her thing. Then yeah. a PA shows up and it's kind of right. like, oh, the fourth wall breaking. And here's, you know, Melissa, Melissa, talk to me. But it's also like, talk to me. The camera's right here. So it's, uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like, there's just like, I feel like you can see all the layers of the onion in this clip. Yeah, like Bert from production is like, you know what? I have a relationship with her. Let me go get something out of her. Uh huh. Yeah. Know? I mean, because like this moment is, it's Melissa, you know, breaking out of the fantasy of Dragula and being like, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. But it's also still, it's like, okay, but how do we bring this back into the fantasy of Dragula, the reality TV show? What I, what I thought was so interesting actually about this cauldron drama is that when she first started, like, it all started with a confessional of like, you know what, if I'm going to leave, I'm going out with a bang and I'm going to let these girls have it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it started like that in a confessional moment, which was probably filmed, you know, a day later. Right. Um, so I kind of thought that the when she started, you know, the assassination of Titans. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. She pulled a Ragnarok, Mary. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you talk shit about production, you know, Clint, Clint, you know what she said about you? Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. No, she just went one by one by one. Uh -huh. uh, we've seen this before. There's actually a couple of drag race parallels, but we've seen this before. Who is the one that just, literally was like firing squad you 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 just like read the room oh, that's what God. she did here that's a great uh, like super cut of when queens just decide to just you know take on the whole room you know uh, she so i kind of thought that she was doing fulfilling the brief right mm -hmm. okay fine fine I'm, i've been bitching about all the drama that's been going on around me fine you want drama i'll bring the drama if, if I'm going home tonight, I'm going to just do this on my way out. And then when the wailing and tears started, I was like, oh, so 
reality kind of crept in. Yeah. Yeah. The reality she was going to produce versus the reality that ended up happening. Mm. And, and, you know, and then it being kind of triggered by someone, by Vicky, who I think is the yeah. lowest hanging fruit in the room oh. to be like, well, when the cameras go on, like you become like this raging bitch. And it's like, it's interesting how that's, I mean, it's almost exposing Melissa in a way of like, no, you're actually not being the realest bitch in the room. Mm. You're actually putting on a performance when the cameras are on. Oof. And I feel and like... we've seen that before. Oh, we? yeah. I mean, I feel like that, that's been... You know, that was sort of the, you know, uh, that's not how you ha that's not that's not how you talk when you and I hang out. Yes, you know, right. that's kind of where that, you know, the heart of that. Um, and so I feel like that makes sense is that being the thing that really set Melissa off. Finally, was that like this platform that she was standing on of like, I've been real with everyone and Vicky, Vicky, sweet, you know, yeah. barely sweet little sweet horse little girl, horse Vicky. girl <laughs> Vicky in her in her jodhpurs and her stirrups. <laughs> Dressed as a fish. <laughs> Dressed as a fish, you know, leave a bitch be, you know, and she's like, oh, you're the one I'm going to take this all. You're, you know, mm. yeah, like I feast on you first. And oh, she ate her up. Yeah. Yeah. She really did. It was like, oh, my God. I, it was fascinating. Victoria was a fascinating character. I would give her BSA. She was a fast. I mean, I would love to give it to Coco again. But well, like, I, at this point, I give it yeah. to Vicky because Vicky, I feel like, was not ready for this confrontation and didn't expect the the teeth back because she's like, well, all of you are doing this. Why can't I do it? I you know. know. <laughs> and she was right. They throw so right. much shade, and then she makes probably a totally valid point of like. If you if you stacked up who came most prepared each week, mm -hmm. it's probably Vicky, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, the results speak for themselves. But it, yeah, I feel like what we saw were such uncharacteristic moments for both of them, because mm -hmm. Melissa has been the put together camp counselor, doesn't take shit, doesn't get swayed energy all season. And Vicky has been sweet horse girl. And then <laughs> it was just like, all right. You know, um... you know, I, I got to give it to these editors because the editors obviously took Melissa's side here. Mm -hmm. And I just love to see that while Melissa was literally just like just pointing and shooting at the cast around her. The editors showed all of her receipts. Yes. They also had the flashbacks of like, you know, Astrid writing down Coco's name during that first vote. And, you the know, two faced uh, the the. God, it was amazing to see back to back with Eva mm -hmm. when she was like, oh, you know, I, I, Yaska was the weakest. And then it was like, Yaska, I really don't want to see you go home or it was the vice versa. Right. Well, yeah, right. And I, I feel like I, I have been and I continue to be an Eva apologist because I feel like my, my not so secret shame is I'd probably be doing a lot of what she did. Uh, and it's just, that's my truth is that like, no, I probably when talking to one person would say, yeah, I know it just needs to end. And then when talking <laughs> to that person being like, girl, you just got to pull it together. Like, I just have to admit like, that's who I am in the room. And so I, there, there it was interesting to kind of see that critiqued or see that exposed in a way, but also to be fair, Eva does say, listen, there's nothing I said behind your back that I didn't later say to your face. You That's know? true. No, no, it is true. But with Victoria, Victoria is not a confrontational person. No. Like with Astrid and the whole like top three moment. But so, so you know, for Victoria to come out and be like, well, yeah, you know, I, I, I did say this. 
Uh, so you're right. I was a little two-faced about it. Right, right. I guess I was a little shady. I guess as a drag queen, I was occasionally shady. Like, there's that, too. But you know what? I love this shade because she is... She's basically like, y'all, you're making things the day before. Right. Fuck all the way off, right? Like, I love that her position is, the like, to be the best and the most professional and, like, to win, right? Like, mm-hmm. her... Basically, her shade is like, uh, none of you really deserve the win because you're all doing things the day before. Right. And I just, it's like, this is like drag queen drama. This is you sabotaged her release, you know? Right. Uh, This is, which is a Drag Race Philippines (laughs) reference for anyone who doesn't listen to our Drag Race Philippines recaps. Sabotaged her her single release. Her single release. On her birthday. On her birthday. (laughs) Like, Listen, Mary's Mary's at large. If I I realize many people may have not watched Drag Race Philippines or listened to our recap of it, but like you need to understand that there is no greater drag queen drama than you sabotaged her release. I don't know what else. To Marina tell you. Summers' release. If anybody yeah. is curious, yeah, you can go and look it was it up. her drag mother who did it. You know. <laughs> Zillowette, fellow competitor. I just want to tell my story. Cried every episode. Uh. Uh, So uh, Vicky, you know, it's interesting because Vicky was just not ready. And I think the sharks in the room, uh, to continue the sea creatureness Mm -hmm. of it all, the sharks in the room were ready because... And they knew that Vicky couldn't stand on her own two fins here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was like, you know, like, whatever. I came prepared. I was fucking done. Or no, I, I was prepared. And then uh, they're like, yeah, but you, Victoria, you, I saw you working on things, you know. Uh, uh, you weren't yeah. necessarily done. And she's like, well, so what if I was? And they're like, well, why are you even talking? And I just think, I think that moment where she is just, she has no retort. She she doesn't know what to say at that point. Yeah, right. That was just like, all right, well, you know, a, a clam can only bite so many times before it needs to clam up again, you know? Right. It's like a Venus flytrap bites mm-hmm. once and then it dies. Right, right. Exactly. She got her fly and, uh, you know, but I, I feel like, again, like Vicky is, she was the, the sacrificial lamb here. She was the sacrificial oh. guppy in this fight. I just, I love that she said, sorry, I said one shady thing. Uh-huh. You all say shady thing all the time. Sorry, I came prepared. It It's interesting that Victoria just kind of jumped in here. Uh, mm-hmm. I, she's a very interesting character. The other interesting character in this fight is Coco. Because, you know, Coco made things last minute, quote unquote, right? According mm-hmm. to Astrid. Oh, uh, God, that moment of like, you want me to stand up for you? I'll back you, or I'll back you right now. I think it's okay that you make your drag last minute. <laughs> That was that was like you couldn't script a better moment. It was so funny. Oh god, Astra like literally walking into the description of her. Exactly. <laughs> right. It was like point made Oprah hands. You know, Oprah hands. Yes. Yeah. Point made. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, like wild to me. <laughs> um I'll talk about sisterhood in a second, but the the I think where this clip kind of picks up is Victoria talking through tears, you're still family. Yes, I mean that, and that's also like a layer of like is that that to me, Vicky doesn't feel like someone who would do that for the reality TV, you know, soundbite. No, I think she believes that. I think that was genuine. Yeah, Um, yeah. Uh, Oh, this is what I wanted to say. So, and I think this is brilliant. This is why I love Coco Kane. So Coco Kane having the choice to just repeat back what uh, was it Astrid is saying? Yeah. Uh, here she is. 
You might not have the time. All she did was repeat what she was saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you might not have the time. Yeah. <laughs> Which was interesting. She's like, well, she's not in the bottom. She's got at least one more week, you know? Oh, I hope I hope only one more. Uh, I hope she's not in the top four. I just don't I don't see it, even though her look this week was uh, fabulous. Um, I well, the look, maybe not the makeup, but uh, yeah, no, I love that Coco. That's the way that I feel like you let the other person just like crash and burn. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. mirror back to them what they're saying. Right, right. Like let them spin their own web. Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, this was, uh, I mean, we had heard the rumors that somebody quit and indeed, I mean, I knew from the moment in the like previously on, they showed Melissa crying and the cauldron from the previous episode. Mm. I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. She's, she, this is, this is where this is going this week. So I wasn't really surprised that this is how things turned out. I, it's an interesting thing about sisterhood. As I was mentioning before, there's some drag race parallels this episode. It reminded me of Asia O'Hara going to the Vixen. Like, we can't just leave our sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. In the finale. We're family. Of 10. Yeah, at the, the yeah. reunion. Yeah, yeah. So Coco, uh, you know, Coco's like, she's she's the one that's like, look, no, she's my friend. Our friend is crying in the corner of the room. I'm going to go see her. This was a quote. This is a quote like, man, put it in the time capsule. Best quote. Give me my motherfucking mustache. I'm not doing this. Right? Ugh. I love it. I mean, I it, it's so hard to not give Coco the BSA every week because she just does I it know. so effortlessly. And I, I think know. this week it was... You know, it's it's interesting even, you know, in, in Act 1 of the episode, The Gospel of Coco, or maybe this is more Act 2 after the Fright Feet, where she was talking about, like, facing your fears and you might as well deal with them now and not deal with them later when they're going to get worse. And mm. I kind of feel like a lot of that was an interesting, when you parallel that with, like, the Melissa narrative and, like, dealing with mm. her pain, her grief, and her stuff. It's like, you can't put it off. You can't go do a competition. It's going to catch up with you at some point, you know? So you might as well deal with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I think the cherry on top of why this was kind of really great reality television at the end of the day, at the end of the episode, is you have a queer person in basically a fish mermaid costume bawling in a corner. Like, just the optics of it are so bizarre. They're all fighting in these sea creature outfits. It's <laughs> yeah. Once it's she's just she, a little bizarre. Yeah. Once once she's in the hallway, she's in the lobby of the office from the office. It was just like I just expected Pam Beasley to peek over the count corner. I'm like, does she need a tissue? <laughs> like it that I love that. Bag. Right? Does she need to breathe into the paper bag? <laughs> like I love the parallel of like the ridiculous drag and her sitting on a folding chair on a oh, balcony, and you're God. like, and and there's you know a PA and a mask, <laughs> and it's like what is going this i love this this is the best parts is like this or you know on drag race when you see those glimpses of like valentina crying into the 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 curtain after she as she gets eliminated yeah. you know yes jiggly caliente in the parking lot. jiggly in the parking lot <laughs> you know lagandra standing there in no shoes and her wig sobbing at the end of the hallway you know outside yes. of the untucked set like it's pandora and mimi in the parking yes lot. with the tractor trailers in the background that's what i love when drag race and dragula when it is, you know, uh, fuck the big picture, yeah. picture Clint. Like when it does show us not the 
stuff, you know? I, that's why I like Resurrection so much. Right. Because we saw the tissue and the water five minutes later after they were done crying. Yeah, I like this sort of more open documentary style. I think that's really... I think it, there's something about that where it's, like, especially with Drag Race, where it's been going on so long that if they if the lens changed just that much and it, and the fourth wall came down that much more, I feel like it it would open the show up, you know? Yeah, I think so too. It's another thing to explore another direction for the show to take that Mm -hmm. I think would just be interesting. And also like if, if the show is trying to humanize Uh the contestants, what way to humanize them than to be like, okay, we're, this is, no more icing out. Yeah, here you know they are I mean? on their lunch break, you know? Yeah, like exactly. So and so likes Fritos. Yeah. yeah. And then like what then then you get the real untucked drama, you know? Mm-hmm. Not the like, okay, now go into this set. Now wait. Okay, don't fight yet. Does everyone have their drink? Okay, now you can fight. But but you're untucked. So make it real, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, there's so many seasons that I would love to see what happens when the cameras come down. I mean, All Stars is so and this is an all-stars season, right? But yeah. it's so produced. And this episode, certainly, I was just like remembering that. Uh, that the drama is all very produced. And I think in this moment, Melissa was, she got caught up in herself. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, that idea of like the drama being produced. I almost feel like then the act one gun of that was accusing Eva of being performative in her speech Mm, last week. Totally. You know, like they almost, it becomes almost like this distracting point of like, well, look at Eva, like she's being really performative. It's like, it's like what Coco said last week. No, y'all are the tension. Right. Y'all are in a performance (laughs) challenge all the time. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's just such an interesting thing to try to call out. Like, oh, you're fake or you're performative. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're all on camera, dear. <laughs> this is plywood with with fabric stapled to it. There's no such thing as a boudoir. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, I also loved the editor showing us Coco looking for Hoso. Because for me, I don't know, Mary, am I a little too conspiracy theory? I think all the contestants knew. Oh, in the beginning. Oh, yes. No, I feel like I was thinking about that with what are the logistics of, you know, let's dive into the beginning. So what are the logistics of once someone is exterminated, (laughs) then never see them again? Yeah. Like I kept thinking, like, what if Eva Eva's room was next to Coco's and she could do a little knock on the wall, you know, (laughs) and it's like, okay, she's still here, guys. She's still here, you know? Right. And so I could like, yeah, what do do, do they take the exterminated queens to like a different La Quinta? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. La Quinta, I I, I believe it's pronounced. (laughs) La Quinta. Um, I just just keep that. Keep it I learned from reading. Mary. I learned from reading. La Quinta. La Quinta. Um, Please welcome to the stage, La Quinta. <laughs> She's got day rates. Yeah. Oh, God. She does have day rates. Yeah. Uh, no hourly rates. Not no. anymore. This is a La Quinta. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I I think they all must know. They must know. It's not like... Same when they did the exterminations. They had to film it. It was a whole production. Right, right, exactly. Like, there's, like, layers of, like... Again, even more layers of reality. And I feel like it was interesting because then there is Eva coming in going like, well, I know that Coco didn't get eliminated, but I'm gonna... Oh, my God. And it was like, but... (laughs) 
maybe ever no okay how how many layers of performance are we doing you know yeah no exactly you know it really gets me this mind fuck yeah i do it it reminds me of i remember there was a drag race episode or maybe it was dragula where we it was like the mom playing a joke on kids that's what uh-huh. it felt like with eva like it's just like so obvious we know you're kidding I uh-huh. forget which episode of Drag Race I know what you're talking was. about. We were like, "Oh, it's totally like a mom playing a joke." Like, "Oh, I got you guys." It's not a, it's not dad playing a practical joke. It's no, mom. it's a mom joke. Yeah, and I feel like mom jokes are very specific. Yep. We love moms. Yeah. Um, and this is the this is Eva the mom being like, "Oh, I'm just yeah, I'm I'm gonna pretend as long uh-huh. as I can." And when she said, uh, "That will wake you the fuck up, bitch," I was like, "Oh, uh, that's something I could clip for sure." Uh huh. Oh yeah. No, Eva. I, and I <laughs> was line even, reading. I was even thinking this week, like, man, the mom energy on Eva is just so mm. like a very specific mom energy. Not like the mom of the group, but there is like she is like she feels like somebody's mom, and like I love it. There is this thing that Eva does, especially this episode, but that moms do maybe i'm just like talking about my mom but my mom aren't we always talking about our mothers (laughs) i think that's all we're talking about she's filled with like platitudes and adages and you know turn of phrases so you know uh like this episode the, the the best example i can come up with is a life for a life darling and it's just like i i feel like that's all of the stuff that Eva says that's like that is very mom energy because it's just like, well, what do you say after that? Yeah, yeah, no, she, it, it's just, I don't know. I'd love to see Eva in sort of like a Stepford Wives kind of situation. I feel like she could, she could do a really great Stepford Wives drag. Keep the hairy arms, obviously. Mm, keep the hairy arms. Uh, Sister Mary Devon, she sent me this screenshot. Now that we're on the subject of Eva and moms. So I just have to make sure I give credit where credit is due. So uh, Sister Mary Devon sent me a screenshot of Tyra, sorry, Raja from uh, Snatch Game Season 3 as Tyra Banks mm-hmm. with like the blood coming from her eyes. Mm-hmm. And then Dragula Titans Eva Destruction as the like maid robot from a yeah, few Yeah, yes. <laughs> Yes, she was uh, smizing. So she credits it uh credits the the comparison to Loku Queen Jaja Gaborshin. Jaja Gaborshin. Good god. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so Mary Devon, thank you for sharing Jaja's comparison because it is right on. Uh anyway, uh This a is a real drag story. queen, Jaja Gaborshin. Correct. I thought she had like made up, made this up. Oh, this is like a real person. Oh, yeah. I, I, I believe Devin is in St. Louis. So is it St. Louis? Yeah. Uh, I'm just like St. Louis. St. <laughs> Louis. I don't know. Is I try Saint to. Louis? I try to avoid. I try to avoid staying at a La Quinta at St. Louis. You know, yes. or a La Quinta in St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri. I'm such an idiot. Um, but yes, uh, Zsa abortion. Go look her up. Go give her a follow. And while you're at it, follow Devin's two buff because she has amazing content. Yeah. Uh, like a reason to stay on Twitter if you wanted would be Devin's tweets. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. Devin's relationship, parasocial relationship with the the with the hunk. Um Thor, uh, Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, oh, uh, I didn't know they had a connection. Uh, well, she is the, sh- the the shit she tweets 
about Chris Hemsworth is fucking hilarious. It, I it, scream laugh for sure. There was some I don't know if it was related to him, but there was some. I, maybe she had retweeted it, but it, I, the, the quote just stands out to me and I thought will I ever have a reason to bring this quote up and now I do but it was like a guillotine couldn't stop me from the head I'd give that man <laughs> couldn't stop the head I'd give that man or something like that I butchered oh it obviously but oh my god I, she talked about sucking COVID from him yeah <laughs> I mean yeah <laughs> I uh I approve um <laughs> Anyway, I feel like we're doing a little bit of insider baseball. So, uh, but while we're on that note, here's another obscure reference. So a thing that I noticed because the uh, streaming platform Tubi, this is an important announcement, has every single season of Project Runway. Mary, we could find the what are you doing here, Jeff quote. Oh my God. That season's there. So that's what we need. I know. Okay. So I'm going to do some diggings, but I went back and I, so I'm also want, I'm sorry, Nina. Yes, we can get that too. We can get every single season is there. I, okay. um, I just started re- or watching season six. Cause that was one I never watched. Um, so I've been watching that for fun. That's who's the, on season six. That's the Irina season. It's the only person. I know. Oh my God. Okay. But I don't know anything okay. else. So, Wait uh, a minute. <laughs> You're speaking my language. Uh, Project Runway. Yeah. Uh, I remember Irina. Okay. But that was, uh, I, I had skipped that season for some reason. Like, I've seen, I was going to rewatch season it was five. 2009, maybe you were in Australia. I rewatch, I watched these all like after the fact. I was way late to the game with Project Runway. I think I got on board around like season 10. Oh, it's the one with Althea. Okay. And, okay. And Shireen. Okay. Yeah, I uh, oh Shireen, I'm sort of yeah. remembering this. I'm only like sort two episodes this. in, but I, uh, yeah, it's I I am gonna avoid spoilers because I obviously know the winner, but the excitement is okay. Well, who else is gonna be with them? So okay, uh, well I won't tell you about Epperson. No, but I'm glad that there's something about Epperson. I think I'm coming up on an interesting episode. But anyway, I'm just kidding, Mary. <laughs> oh well, I don't know because name is Rodney. <laughs> The character, is, no, his Chiron said Epperson. Um, oh, okay. Because on on Wikipedia it says Rodney Epperson. Yeah, I guess in the last ten years he thought it was time to you know he, get rid of. He's Epperson. no Madonna, you know. He was on season six mm. of Project Runway, obviously. Um, uh, but anyway, Andre. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I also rewatched that season eight episode when all the families visit and they make the patterns and Mondo comes oh. out as HIV positive. Everyone cries and mm. Gretchen thinks her mom isn't going to come and it's it's so great, but. The reason for this whole tangent is Vicky bears a very striking resemblance in both face and vocal tone to that to that that twink Christopher Collins who has that hot like daddy boyfriend who comes to visit. Uh-huh. It's like uncanny. So for for the seven people who care, go back and look at Christopher Collins from season eight of Project Runway and tell me you don't see a bit of Vicky. Okay. Come on, Vicky. Come on, uh, Victoria Elizabeth Collins. Yeah. Mary, uh, just a little detail. Did you notice Coco's bulge? Someone pointed that out to us on, on Instagram, and I then noticed it the second time around. Coco's yeah, cane, too. if you will. Coco's cane. Her Yes, her candy cane. Yeah. Uh, it was, it almost looked like it was erect. I mean, listen, like that's th- that's how you that's Dracula. That's Dracula. You know, <laughs> this is Titans. You know, this is All Stars. This is All Stars. This is Titans. This is Titans. This is Titans. 
there's a quote from Drac that I, I need to read because I thought it was so campy and uh, just feels so good in the mouth and feels nice to listen to. This challenge was designed for apex predators only. And if your look isn't killer, you'll be gobbled up and forgotten like a discarded bucket of chum. That expression, apex predator, I feel like I have heard that a thousand times and I don't know mm. what it's from, but apex predator, it almost feels like a cliche that I've heard it so many times, but I don't know why. So, well, I know, I don't think this is where you heard it from, but you do have kind of obnoxious musical theater friends, apparently. Mm. So there is a song in Mean Girls, the musical called Apex Predator that Regina George sings, and it's cringeworthy in my mind. Uh, um, but okay. an Apex Predator, like, yeah, that's the T-Rex, that's humans, that, you know what I mean? It's, it's just like a scientific term. Yeah, I don't know why it's it's one of those things, but uh, yeah, I mean, when you when you said it was a drag quote, I thought it was going to be hello, ugly <laughs> apex predator. Uh, uh, it also is just so. It's like this challenge to design for apex predators only. It's very. Um, it's like an old like toy silly. commercial from the nineties. Yeah, directed like yeah. that. Like young boys, you know, it's for right. apex predators only. It's uh, creepy uh, crawlers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> creepy crawlers. Uh, yeah, creepy crawlers was was for all genders, certainly. I feel like, <laughs> but if, if it was like, what was it like the um, crossfire? Remember crossfire? <laughs> that was for apex predators only. Crossfire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Crossfire was so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so I've, I've decided that when we have the Coco swimming pool moments, uh, like that on Dragula, instead of social justice corner, right? Cause you know, it's not a mini challenge. It's a fright feat. We can call them morgue moments. Oh, morgue moments. Oh, oh, I, that's so like, yes, that is my husband, you know, pulling the sheet back. Yes. That's him. Um, yeah, so they do indeed have a bit of a. Mo- <laughs> I, I killed him. Yeah, sorry. I I had. I did it. I did. I killed Yvette. Yeah, exactly. I hated her so much. She was. It was f- flames. Flames on the side of my face. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I had to go with it. Go ahead, uh, ma'am. This is a Wendy's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, um, yeah, so they have this, this, let's talk about this fright feat for a second, because mm. they, the way that they were describing it, I was kind of expecting the Shawshank Redemption, and instead we kind yeah. of got like a kennel bath. Yeah. <laughs> they were in kennels. <laughs> I was just like, why are they? Okay. It was like a dung tank. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, I, I think we get Coco's morgue moment after, so we don't get the context yes. till after, but I liked how... The editing on the fright feet ends with this kind of micro moment, like it, the camera's just in, like Coco, like sitting there, like rubbing her face. Like it was an interesting mm. kind of like hint, at, like oh, this meant something, you know. Uh, this is a challenge that this is a fright feet. I'm just kind of like, okay, I probably wouldn't have done this. Oh, I did not like this at all. Like even though it was like not the the, the grimy nightmare they were setting it up to be, it was still like. Okay, but this is I don't like this. I still this don't seems like dangerous. this. Yeah. 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 This is too dangerous. How do Something you could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. I I just I did not enjoy this. It reminded me of uh another deep cut 
three people are going to care about. But I, do you remember there was this movie that came out in the late 90s called Hard Rain with no. Christian Slater and Morgan Freeman and most importantly, Minnie Driver. And <gasps> Minnie Driver. Minnie Driver, yeah. And it's about like this town that gets flooded in this big rainstorm. And then these like bank robbers led by like Randy Quaid are going to take that opportunity to rob the bank. But then... You know, then this local cop played by Christian Slater, like, stops them. And then it becomes this whole, like, action adventure in this flooded town. Oh. And Minnie Driver is, like, an art restorer at a church. But more importantly, she then kind of gets swept up in the action. But there's this scene where Christian Slater's character is, like, locked in the jail cell. Jail jail cell. And the jail cell in the, pri- in the you know, whatever, the, the local precinct. And it's flooding and filling up and he's like trapped in there and he's trying to like break open the ceiling. And then you're like, oh my God, you're going to drown. You're going to drown. And like mini drivers trying to find him. Like, you're not going to find him. You're not going to find him. And it obviously she does. It all works out. But it makes me so panicky. And this gave me a similar feeling of like, I hate Mm. this like the water is filling up and you're just trying to like breathe like the last little corner of air. I hate that. Yeah, no, there's two scenes that come to mind. Uh, there's a scene like this in, I believe, Deep Blue Sea. Oh, the shark movie? Yes, mm. I believe there's that. Uh, the Or one of those types of movies. And then the other one is, I think it's Kiss the Girls with Ashley Judd and Morgan Freeman. Uh-huh. And like the serial killer puts them in a cell and films them drowning. Ooh, God, I forgot about that part. I think that's... I think that's Kiss the Girls, it, but it's one of those crime dramas where the serial killer is filming them in a cell. Uh, actually, maybe it's The Cell. Oh, The Cell with Jennifer Lopez. With Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, and uh, what's his face? that I have? Uh, Vince Vaughn. Oh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do not like it. Uh, Deep Blue Sea, do you remember that song that LL Cool J? I can't speak today. I think I'm having a grand mal seizure. Seizure. Yeah, I'm definitely tasting pennies. Um, do you remember that song? My hat is like a shark's fin. <laughs> yeah, deeper, bluer. <laughs> oh my god, it's so. And he's and in the music video, he's like he's like thigh deep in water, and I. It's, uh, it's he's so, so hot though. It's so dramatic. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> I feel like he was only cast in that movie because he was gonna make a song. You know? Right, right. Like that was like it started with the song, and then it was like. Well, you could play the chef. Do you want to be the yeah. chef? Yeah. He was great as the chef, by the way. I I remember, you know, I didn't like that movie yeah. because the girl died at the end, and I don't like when that happens. So I don't like Deep Blue Sea. But he <laughs> oh, was... Oh, really? I, yeah. She was evil. I know, but who am I going to identify with? Thomas Jane? He's so hot. He man. is, but, like, who am I going to identify with? Mary, you could identify with the shark. Is, is it a girl? <laughs> There, there is a female coming All right. to Mama. That, yes, that might work out. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming. Yeah, because then Deep Blue Sea Two, one of them goes off and has babies. All right. Well, that's the that's my proxy character. That's the one I identify with. This tangent is good for this episode because it's all about sea creatures. Uh, yeah. No, we're we're basically on on topic. Yeah. Yes. We've been talking <laughs> about water related situations for at least twenty minutes now. Yes. Um, all right. So, yes, the Fright Feet happened. Uh, probably the scariest one yet, uh, except I, I definitely wouldn't have done the eating stuff. Uh, so oh, yeah, that's, any eating yeah. one or one that involves drowning, uh, yeah, not going to happen for me. Yeah, I mean, I, but I feel like at this point, especially with this season, 
I am also always thinking about like, okay, but what are all of the like, what are all, what's all the bumper bowling that we're not seeing? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I feel like there's all, this is all kind of like the wrestling challenge. It's all choreography. Like that. Yeah. Like they had to act scared. Right. To act like, oh my God, act panic. Uh Right. Like there, nothing is real. So yes, that's how I remind myself. But still, I would have been afraid to film it. Oh yeah, no, just the experience of it, and I guess like something inflates behind them. I guess to keep them down. I I didn't. Oh wow. I didn't like that either. But whatever. That's scary. I mean, the I will say season four had some really gross ones, right? Like the the vacuuming to the wall, uh, you know, where they had to like be against a piece of plastic or something. That one freaked me out. Yes. And then the bugs. The one where they go into a room and then like all of these uh-huh. crickets or or cockroaches are thrown on you. Uh, yeah, so we get the morgue moment uh, from Coco. I don't really have anything to add here except that I'm calling it a morgue moment. Yeah, I mean, I think the other moment I want to talk about uh, sort of moving on from that, I guess, is when uh, the... <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. The confrontation between Eva and Astrid and like, well, you know, I just feel like you're, you know, are you being kind of melodramatic? And I will post this in, I mean, if all the, you know, Potter kettle, but I will post this on Instagram. This, of course, brings me back to a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reference, but at the, one of the reunions. So my, my favorite housewife is Eileen Davidson, my number one housewife across the board. And she's like a longtime soap opera star. She's a perfect human being, but uh, Kim Richards, they're having some kind of confrontation. And Kim is like, you know, every time I see you, you over-exaggerate and I like you, Eileen. And then Eileen just goes, I over-exaggerate like in this way where like she's in on it. And it's so shady. And I just feel like, Eva was Eileen in the situation and Astrid was Kim Richards or she was like, I over, you know, I was being dramatic. Well, I am a thespian. Like I felt like she mm. was not kind of to our conversation earlier. Like she's not being swayed by the idea that like she was being performative or dramatic on a reality show called Dragula Titans. Right. You no. Know? Right. In a boudoir. Yeah, and as a theater person, and I, yes. I, I do feel like you know, and Vicky's talking ahead of like theater kids talk differently. I was yeah. like, no, they're just weird. They're just weird, yeah. you know. Like it, yeah. it is. They're what on it is. stage. They're often on stage, and what people, you know, <clears throat> sometimes don't always remember about thespians. Uh, I find is that there's a reason why they'd rather be an actor, right? And it's because they're so insecure. So, like, they put on characters, they put on voices when they mm-hmm. need to say things because it's how they were raised, essentially. It's like, why would I expect someone who does that for a living to be as low-key as someone who does, like, plumbing for a living? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. of course they're going to be dramatic. I don't know. Like, why? what am I expecting? You know, what do I want them to be, you know? And I think at the same time, we can watch the show and be like, none of this feels authentic or genuine. It just feels like very I'm on camera, which grates on me sometimes like Laganja, Right. Oh, I mean, I think that's why. But it's great TV. But right. Still. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like it, it, it is it is it fun to watch? I mean, I feel like that's always been kind of the I guess to compare Drag Race and Dragula, I feel like. Dragula will have moments either in the talking heads or in the room where you can feel that these people are not 
fully TV ready. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's nice because it's refreshing. But then you compare that to, say, season 14 of Drag Race and Tamisha versus Candy Muse. And you're like, they are both very ready to be on TV. Yeah. And it's a <laughs> yes. much slicker fight. You know, I said what mm-hmm. I said, little girl. Like, it's a it's a much bigger TV moment. But it's also, like, that polish also comes from, like, it being also kind of performative you know and like they're just really good at it yeah like with eva there was the line where she's like whatever girl fuck you whatever and i was like i don't believe it yeah right <laughs> like it almost feels like an improv scene that's kind of gone off the rails a little you yeah know? yeah because this whole thing when astrid like just walks moseys on over hey girl Oh, hey, girl, word on the street was you had a problem with me. I'm just kind of like, this is very producer hands. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, Give us some footage. Over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, even the idea that, like, Eva would be still talking about her while she's, like, right there in the corner of her eye. Like, there are I know. six I know. people in the room. Silly. And you're all, like, tucked over here, like, you know, in the cupboard. Like, you're going <laughs> to see her, you know? It's uh, that we we experienced that I think with season three, right? Where it was like some uh, I think it was uh, Priscilla was having like a tearful moment on one side of the room, and then others were laughing on the other side. Right. And Priscilla thought that they were all laughing at them. Right. And do you feel like that was a producer moment or just like a? No, I don't think that was a producer moment. I think it just goes to show you, like. This is all happening in the same room in very right. close proximity. Right, right. Yeah, and especially at this point where it's like, okay, well, there's four of you gathered over there going, you know, Astrid Aurelia, right. yeah, really right. annoying. And then there's like Melissa sitting there in her cups, and then there's Astrid sitting there. So, like, uh. you know, you might as well have the conversation. Melissa, I, I'm with Melissa and with Coco, I think, on this season. I think. They're really trying to express, and the editors, I think, are supporting them. But it's it's kind of like the editors are giving us the drama that's being produced by the producers, and they're also showing us the frustration from perhaps a viewer in how Melissa and Coco are reacting. Because mm-hmm. it's like, Jesus Christ, just show us the looks. Yeah, who's the audience proxy here? And I think it's mm-hmm. been it's been Coco certainly, I think, throughout, but I but yeah. Melissa to an extent as well. Yeah. To an expense. Speaking of Coco, uh, do you know what her look was supposed to be? Uh, a starfish? A seahorse. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> oh. Well. It was a great concept, a really great concept, and I was excited by it. Um, the one thing I wanted to pull out from Coco talking about her look is that Coco is a secret horse girl. She was a My Little Pony fan. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She's a, she is a, I mean, that's like a whole new level of horse girl. I, mm-hmm. I would have never pegged it. I would have assumed it was. She hides it well. Yeah. yeah. I assumed it was Astrid. Yeah. <laughs> They're all really horse girls. They're all like, this really is yeah. one big equestrian camp. Yeah. yeah. I think Melissa is a horse girl, but you know, it's, Away from her friends outside. Yeah, you know? like Melissa also, I feel like if this was like a, a summer camp movie, Melissa's like the girl from the city who's like, yeah, I'm here to learn how to ride horses. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Because I could also see her, like she used to play 
My Little Pony and do crochet and like play house with her friends in like sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And then she goes off to high school and she has all these new high school friends. But like every now and then she'll like have a sleepover with Victoria. Oh, I mean, it's so it makes me think of Anna and Maya playing with the little yes. dolls in Pen Fifteen. Totally, yes. it's like that's what can this we can we still indulge? You know, can you get the the ponies out? You know, mm-hmm. get the ponies, right. Vicky. Get the ponies. Yeah, and you know, and Melissa would never want her new friends, you know, to know that. No, I feel like yeah, her new friends. I feel like she goes to like a pretty tough high school. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So uh, Victoria used real porcupine quills. I just love that detail. Um, I just thought that was brilliant. Yeah. I I assume they just sell them wholesale. I don't think you. (laughs) I I was like, I sorry. I thought about the animal, you know. Oh, right. You have to you have to go there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, they do also. There is some talk about everyone kind of picking their top threes. Oh, of course, the producer producer question. Producer question. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I agree with you that I think it's going to be a top four. My prediction is that next week's the last challenge. Astrid mm. goes home. Reunion Thank episode God. finale. Ten episode season. Oh, okay. Reunion episode. I forgot they're gonna do. What do they call that? The Last Supper. The Last Supper. Them. And so I that's my them. expectation. And and I think Swan even said, as you round the corner of this, you know, the final lap, or I don't know, that's a drag race term, but uh, it made it sound like we're we're you know coming around the river bends. But what, did we ever find out what they how they have to pay for this? For, oh, oh, sorry. Pay for uh, the double save. The consequence. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, I mean, I guess if there is, I mean, if there is a top three, I suppose I could see a world where Hoso and Astrid, the lovers, are are left sent to die in hell together at the end. Mm. I kind of love that dovetailing of like the bullshit in the boudoir and the cha- and the and the competition. Eva, Coco, and Vicky being the top three. Interesting. Yeah, I, which I think I really hope Coco makes it to the t- top three. Mary. Oh, I think I think it's a lock. I think Vicky and Coco are a lock, and I think it really just comes down to whether it's going to be Hoso or no. I think it's going to be Eva. I think Eva. I think there's going to be a top three. They're going to have the lovers go home in a double elimination, and it's going to be Coco and uh, Vicky and and uh, Eva. Interesting. Okay. I mean, Hoso. It seems like when they kept. Talking about it, right? Everybody, well, except for Melissa, but I think everybody else picked Hoso, no? I think a lot of people in the room picked Hoso, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Astrid didn't, Melissa didn't, Coco, Hoso, and Victoria did. Oh, and Eva did, okay. So Uh, most people picked Hoso. There was an interesting narrative, I think, that Coco is bringing up, which I think is the only potential thing you could say to Vicky is like, do you need to win? Like, do you really need this boost or this platform or this money or whatever? Um, but I, I feel like that's not fair. Cause it's like, okay, but this is also like, she has the right to top the mountain. You know what I mean? Like just because I she's think so too, you know? I'm just kind of like, no, I don't care. No, she deserves this. She lost Resurrection. She probably shouldn't have. Right. She lost her season to Bitch Puddin', which she very well could have won. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, she's come very close, and I feel like, you know, ultimately all of them are going to go on tour and make money, and this is really just about who's going to get, you know... $100,000. Yeah, before taxes. Yeah. (laughs) Before taxes. Before taxes. Uh, 
you know, I did clip a quote here because we often will go to RuPaul's Middle School for Girls or whatever. Uh, and I just think it's an important quote to have. I love this moment. I thought this was a great fight that was produced by Melissa. I think Melissa produced all of this drama so well, knew exactly how to get under Eva's skin. Girl, what is this, middle school? Maybe it is. (laughs) Maybe it is. Maybe it is. You know, it's like outdoor kids fighting in the parking lot. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I just think it's so funny. Uh, So silly. Meanwhile, Coco, who's, I think, a a vestibule kid. She could be an indoor kid or an outdoor kid. But I Mm. I love that Coco's summation of this is. Let's leave it on the stage, babies. Just leave it on the stage, babies. Leave it on the stage. Yeah, Coco, I feel like Coco does, she does art class on Thursdays and Tuesdays, but she, like, has karate on Fridays. Yeah, and I feel like for a couple seasons, or maybe in the spring, she does field hockey, because she's also, like, the strongest one in the room, we know, Mm, from the... Field hockey? Why did you pick field hockey? I don't know. I just think, like, a girl doing field hockey, you know? Uh, Like, and specifically not lacrosse. It could have been. I lacrosse passed through my mind, but I went with field hockey because I liked the idea of the skirt, and I liked the idea of Coco hiking it up and like slutting it out of the field hockey, like you know, uh, you know, riding the 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 stick. You know, I feel like there's a lot Coco Kane the character could do with a field hockey fantasy. Mm, okay, all right, I'll buy it. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and it keeps her strong, you know. So well, yeah. I mean, she when she was in middle school, she was doing uh, swimming. Um, but she didn't want to wake up early anymore, because uh, you have to. And when you get to high school, you have to wake up at four a.m. Girl, she can't swim. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Okay, sorry, sorry. Faux pas. I stepped in that that pool of water. Oh my god! Oh, right into the deep end there. Yeah, that's like. I mean, I yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> send me to the sharks. Yeah, the plank. Yeah. Yeah, I really. Uh, you know, wasn't ready for that high dive, but. Uh-uh. Anyway, uh, not swimming. yeah, not swimming. <laughs> Leave it in the pool, babies. So, well, speaking of unfortunate timing and unfortunate moments, let's talk about Saint being one of the judges for this week's oh episode. Oh my god! The, oh my god! All of the oh my god! All the oh right? my god! Like on the heels of oh my, oh god. my god! Where's Erica? She had a good oh my god! Oh, oh my god! god. What about what's her name from Down Under? No wonder. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. <laughs> the other one I have is. Oh, my God. <laughs> there she is. There she is. <laughs> oh, thanks so much, Marys, for indulging us there. Yeah, so Saint. Who, it's yeah, just, Saint is. Yeah. No, but only so many people know about this drama. Again, no, I, I know. I said this last week. Like, it's. Saint is still very much the winner of resurrection, beloved, you know, uh, and also being accused of completely betraying all of her sisterhood. Yeah, I, I, I know there might be new things. I, I'm probably my, you know, my tea is as Eva would say, probably tap water at this point. It's things I know from two weeks ago, but I. I just loved like she's a you know who's who's the one who betrayed Jesus? She's one of those, you know. What's that guy's oh, name? Judas. She's a Judas, you know. Uh and then here she is, like an expert, you know, one of our one of our reigning sisters, saints, you know. 
<laughs> and her name is Saint. Saint. I just love the perfect timing of that. It almost feels like. I mean, I don't think it. I don't think any of this is is connected other than coincidence. But boy, is the timing too perfect? You know. Yeah, I I know that. It, I don't think we have it on our our soundboard anymore. But she basically she put out a statement, and it was I apologize. It was very that, um, and you know, it was. I think it was pretty. I, I don't know. I don't want to say the word genuine, but it, it seemed pretty like, okay, I understand her, her perspective. And of course, the first comment that I read was, this is disgusting. <laughs> Twitter never, oh God, you're never going to disappoint. Like you're always going to be this just ridiculous, toxic energy. Oh, in terms of like trying to explain things to like social media or Twitter. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's so, I mean, you know, I, I feel like I, 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 there has to be, I feel like for a lot of these folks, like that feeling of, you know, they, they're, they're doing this cause they have to, but the, the drama or the stuff that's going on only has to do with the other people kind of who are involved. And so then all of these kind of hangers on and all of these pick me's jump into the comments and have all these, uh, these feelings about it. And it's like, it's so irrelevant. Like, but why do I care what you think? What does Mm -hmm. it matter? And like, you could say like, Oh, well these people pay your bills and they come to, you know what? If somebody is going to trash you like this on social media, like either they're not coming to your shows or you don't want them at your shows, you know? Right, right. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the drama can be sorted out uh, offline. It, to be honest with you, and I know this is kind of like shady or jaded of me, but I'm kind of like, if the drama is that real and that serious, the fact that they're making it public is, it's like such an assassination. And it's like there's they're like they're trying to ensure that you never come back from it and they want the clout and the attention. So those that are calling out, you know, like Yovska or uh, Meatball, it's kind of like granted, I could take both of their sides and be like, yep, fucking sucked what Saint did. But the fact that they're dragging them all public and stuff, I'm like, yeah, that's that's actually not how I think we should be operating in the world. I, that's a good point. Is like also none of this should have been made public because the only benefit, from my point of view, that anyone stands to gain is clout. Because yeah. the issue and the challenge and the conflict well, all and had, to ruin her, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And like, and and what's the value of that? I mean, like, that's kind of like these people who are like, now that Kirstie Alley's dead, it's like, well, let's not forget she's a MAGA Trumper, mm-hmm. and it's like she's dead. Yeah. Like she's dead. Get Look over who's it. Who's not talking she's, now? Yeah, exactly. Right. She's drop dead, dead actress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, drop dead actress. And so it's like she's dead. Like, so you're sitting here holding this bag of shit for what? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I kind of like joke. Yeah. Yeah. Or or just like to sort of do this weird virtue signaling of like, hey, I'm still holding a grudge. And it's mm-hmm. like, OK, like you showed her. And I kind of think there's something similar here of like. I, I may not fully understand how awful whatever it is Saint did because my understanding of it was not um, was not as egregious as it's seeming. It seems like it was a uh, she went behind people's backs, but she, but it wasn't like I feel like the crime doesn't fit the the punishment doesn't fit the crime is maybe what I'm trying to say from what I understand of the situation. It sounds like uh, everybody should have that that 
things needed to be talked out because basically yeah. Saint sh- shared information from a private group text, a gr- uh, you know, a private group mm-hmm. chat right, with the Boulets. Right. And, you know, it, to me, <laughs> what's interesting about Saint's point is that it's interesting that we're talking about this because like, I don't know. We don't know that much about it, but we're yeah. still going to chime in. But like to me, it seemed like Saint was like, oh, there's all these grievances about how people of color are being treated on set or by the boulets. I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm actually going to go and tell them, hey, that, this yeah. is what's going on. That was Fix what it. I had kind of gathered was that like it was like, OK, I shouldn't have done this you know, behind everyone's backs. But the reason I did it was because people were having these concerns and I felt like it needed to be addressed. And I don't know. Yeah, address I, it. I, and yeah. <laughs> like, is that a reason to just like publicly slander somebody and try to like, you know, uh, step on their career or, or, you know, whatever, like kind of, you know, whatever, sabotage them in some way. I just don't think it, I don't see, I don't see what the value is. It, yeah, and maybe I'm missing something, right? Yeah. I just want to acknowledge that. But uh, t- from my perspective right now, it seems like if the Boulets were doing, you know, uh, kind of shady things or things that were racist or things that were uh, biased, you know, they should be told that. Yeah, right. Like nothing's going to change if nothing's being addressed, you know? Yeah. And I mean, what's c- cool about them all kind of caucusing together and talking in a group chat is, hey, yeah, this happened to me. Oh, my God, this happened to me, too. Oh, my God, this happened to me. Hey, what can we do about this? Hey, let's talk to them. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the yeah. next step. And I feel like that's what Saint did. And the the maybe the misstep was Saint didn't communicate that to the group. Right. And that all feels like, you know, it's so ironic, right, that like this is all being made our business by it being yeah, put on social media and that's at the heart of the conflict is she took something private and made someone it's someone else's business you uh, know right like it's just uh well you know uh what was it that that coco said about like it's a good good thing drag queens aren't paid to think you know mm, right oh god oh so messy it's it's so messy it's it's on a different level sometimes than drag race girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, which can yeah. get really messy, by the way, because they are starved for likes and follows and retweets. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Eve six thousand, right? But like, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Eve Eve six thousand retweets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of of Dragula alum on the panel, I mean, I, I I think I saw someone on Reddit say this week we got Saint. Dali and two Sigourneys, which I thought was kind of true. Wait, what is it? Because the Boulets both kind of had a Sigourney oh, look this week. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, but we did get Dali as well, who oh I God. just continues to just exude just lovely energy. And sex. Um, I, and sex. Oh and just... God. Like I, I feel like if this is if this is the summer camp, Dolly is that like former camp counselor of, that everybody talks about. Like, mm, oh my God, Dolly is going to be here tonight for the talent show. Yeah, uh, we get it. I don't do wigs. I just love her. Yeah, <laughs> I love that she's just like, ugh, girls, whatever. Uh, I think she's so good. Yeah, and Dolly is such an interesting mix of you know. I think it's like there's ways that we could we could compare like like LaFille and Dolly where it's just such a seamless mix of masculine and feminine mm. in their drag where like I don't think of it as one or the other but always both you know definitely there's no question oh god Dolly oh, so good uh so these looks I 
let me just let me just make sure I'm about to say what I'm about to say. I liked all of them. I did too. I liked all of them. I you know, it's funny. Obviously, Melissa went home this week and probably got the strongest critiques in terms of the dress. But, like, I had to be told because I thought the whole look was so cool and the face was so cool. Oh. And I loved the mouthpiece. And yes. I just, I loved it. So I was like, oh, okay. I guess we didn't like that. A glamour fish. Yeah, no, we need to be told by Astrid that she broke a rule of drag by using that fabric. And I'm just kind of like, girl, isn't that Melissa's whole thing? Is she's kind of like. Glamour meets fierce meets monster. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of thought that's what they wanted. I was like, oh, she's giving them what they want. Uh, not not so much, you know. Hoso had an interesting critique as well because I this look was awesome. Yeah, I thought. That, I mean, the thing is, it's like it's Hoso. It's like everything is so there's. It's such complete drag. It's so cool, and like I sort of love that. Like from the the knees down. She looked like Melanie Same. Griffith in Working Girl. Right. I Why love they that. Read that. Why yeah. did they read that? I thought that was such a brilliant twist on things. It's um, still drag, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's a hagfish. I a, right. You know, I'm just kind of like, of course she's gonna wear heels. I loved it, and like I love that, like when you see like little like videos of like little you know crawfish or like little shrimps like running across the ocean floor. Mm. It's like they have little high heels on. Yeah, I just want to take this moment because I take everything I everything I said back about Thor. Hoso, a couple weeks ago or maybe last week, I was like, yeah, all of her drags kind of like morphing into one. This was a total departure where I was like, okay, it's still Hoso and it's very different. Yeah, it was still in the the kind of Hoso aesthetic, but. Uh, oh, the sad face. I just thought it yeah. was such a brilliant idea to like bring that specific character of the sea to this horror place. And I was fine with like not knowing what it was. You know, as they said, 80% of the ocean is unexplored. This mm. could be from that 80%. Right. Absolutely. Um, Astrid, the only problem I had with Astrid was that she reminded me of that kid in the class who like, or in the, in the acting class that does too much during the improv section. Oh, I you know, know. Like the warm up, And it's just like, no, God, we're not there Ugh. yet. <laughs> it's like the kid who's like in the parking lot, like wants to show you his like glow stick routine. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, oh God, you're doing rave hands at me right now. <sighs> um, yeah, I, you know, uh, I do appreciate that at some point between the Boulets doing their little podcast kind of chit chat and the critiques that a PA needed to Google if squids have beaks. Because I love that Drac later said, and and we know squids have beaks. Somebody had to Google that, but the beak was in the way. I mean, I don't need it to be inaccurate. No, you, I would never know if squids don't have beaks. I, it was, it reminded me kind of of ho like Halloween face paint. Uh, it was just like mm -hmm. face paint and then she put a beak on and I'm like, nah, I need a lot more to match the impeccable level of the rest of the look. Yeah, I need like a real like squiddy face. Yeah. Something else, you know. Um, yeah. Coco's I thought was such a brilliant choice. First of all, she like reminded me of Lane Insider. And yeah. I just love that she went away from the big boobs. I thought that was such a great choice. And, you know, granted it wasn't very nautical, but if you look closely at the details, like you see the shells, um, 
I don't know. Maybe it needed a different nose or a different face. But uh, I thought, I don't know. I, I thought it was great. I feel like all she needed was a Triton. Like everything else, I was getting sure. the Poseidon daddy. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think to, to go from doing this like sort of extreme, you know, femininity to have big hips and big boobs and big butt and all that to this like super mask body, but still somewhat feminine, you know, in, in the eyes. It was like, uh, I just, I love the do drag of it all. I just, it was so, it was great. I, th- I thought this was, you know, it's interesting. There was obviously so much talk about Victoria Scone on Canada versus the world doing drag king drag. Mm-hmm. And, and it was great, but I feel like, and, and it was kind of like, you know, pink news, you know, history is made <laughs> and all that. First drag king. Yeah. First drag king ever. And I thought like, well, A, on Drag Race, no. But B, right, no. on Dragula, definitely not. And like, I just think that Dragula has been effort, like, I don't keep using the word effortlessly, has been kind of casually weaving in dude drag mm-hmm. forever. Like, it just feels like, you know, so many of Dolly's looks last season were dude drag. And yep. so. Um, you had Landon, you had Priscilla. Yep. Uh, season two, uh, I feel like Disasterina did stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, I, you know, I don't know. Just there. I love it, but I also feel like when I watch it through the Dragula lens, I'm like, oh, do I have to point out that this is like, right. this is nothing new. This is all part of the Dragula world, you yep. know? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. They're like past drag king or queen. And they're like, we're just yeah. going to do a drag thing. I think that's what it is. It's like it doesn't feel like it's like anything about drag queens or kings. It's just being groundbreaking. Yeah. 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 It doesn't feel like it's any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Jesus fucking Christ, Victoria Elizabeth Black. I I just feel like it's so good and so expert. They have no idea what to say to her. And they're like, hey, you did the challenge too well. (laughs) Uh huh. Yeah. You completely fulfilled the brief. We can't really critique you on anything. Could you do more somehow? Yeah. Oh. And could she have, maybe if, if the fish came out wearing like a yellow polka dot bikini, you know what I mean? Like that's the only thing I could think you could do is mm. kind of like dress her up like the female gremlin, you know? Oh, I mean, that would be a great idea. Yeah. Is to, is to kind of be that fish, but then try to look like you're just another vacationer on the beach. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. Yeah. There's that would be kind hat, of an interesting. You know? Yeah. But yeah. That yeah. would be an interesting kind of lens to fuck it up. Uh, we talked about Melissa Eva's. Uh, it was just such an epic presentation. Um, I did want to point out another drag race parallel here. Uh, there was a moment in Eva's presentation where she was giving uh, Princess Diana or Kennedy Davenport eyes. Princess Diana or Kennedy. Those you remember are two Kennedy very Davenport doing the not Kennedy Davenport. Uh, why am I thinking Kennedy <laughs> Davenport? I'm thinking of. Uh, Oh God! Great Queen from season ten or season eleven, Mayhem Miller. Oh, <laughs> wait. Okay, now I have to. Okay, so, oh, just in terms of those, like the the glistening blue eyes. Nope. You know how Mayhem Miller had that like meme where she was like looking to the left, and yeah, then the her eyes, eyes were wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So pr- there's a episode of Diana. Like on Netflix or whatever. I never watched the show, but they they put it side by side with Mayhem Miller, and it was like the same, like looking to the right, looking to the left. I'm surprised you don't know that Diana meme. Uh, is this like a from The Crown? Oh yes, The Crown, The Crown. That's the name of the show. Okay, I don't watch the show. Yeah. No, I do not know Tamar. the yeah. 
yeah, no Tamar. I don't watch the show. I no, I don't know this at all. I I have not really kept up with the Crown. So well, I haven't either. But there is a meme that was put next to Mayhem Miller of that actress doing like Princess Diana at like some party or whatever. Uh, I, I I wish somebody else was in the room right now that knew what I was they talking could, about. You could tap them into the ring. I know. I understand. I it, this is really a call. There are people in the room. There's people in the room right now listening. Yeah, send this to us. Send so this Colin to us. This see. is a please. Like don't. And if you think someone else is going to do it, like don't let this be yep. a Kitty Genevieve situation. Send it. Right. Send it. And then we will put this clip of Eva. Doing it also because it's like yes. to the left to the right. Oh, it was just like, oh, Eva. Okay, work. Um, she looked fabulous. I love that it was a gown. Yeah, I love the part where she like closed up the 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 mm-hmm. kind of look again. I feel like that's a thing a sea creature would do of like you know it pops its head out but then it like whoop, like yep. closes up again. It was it was so good. The presentation was incredible. I. I will say this. The makeup. Oh, the makeup Jesus. was amazing and the reveal of her face was incredible. But once they were doing the critiques, then I noticed how much the face was like a different color than the rest of her body. And I just kept noticing that and I was like, Am I does this matter? I mean, like the face is incredible, but like <laughs> there was a sense of it being from a different body. We're gonna nitpick, you know? Yeah, I will say I care more what it looks like in performance mode than what it looks like under the working lights. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of what I would judge this on, but it, and, and I wonder if that factors in at all. Like I think about like watching project runway again and like the way they'll say like, well, seeing the look just standing here, it either like shows them something they like or something they don't like versus when the look was moving. And I wonder if that mm. feeds into the Boulay's critiques where they do this whole extensive floor show. But if the person is just standing there. I feel like this has been a critique where they're like, well, when you were in motion, the, the, the look was really cool, but just standing there, you look kind of pathetic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I can't remember which critique that was, but I do yeah. specifically remember that. Uh, no question. Yeah. Yeah. But Eva wins. Uh, and she's really excited about it. She needs a shot. She needs a drink. And then uh, everybody forgets about her win because it becomes about Melissa's assassination. Yeah. Uh, two more things I just want to mention before the assassination begins is I I mean I think going along with what we were talking about earlier I just I love the drag queen shade and drag of Coco saying it's rich Saint giving me critiques about a slow performance like that that's good <gasps> drag queen drama you know? oh I missed that yeah that I, I just I love that it was like one of our talking uh. heads um, and I love the part where it was like Astrid's turn for critiques and then she says to Dolly, hi, dad. And then immediately Draco's read her. And I, <laughs> I love the editing on that. Uh, at some point, Astrid, it's all going to catch up to Astrid. That That's they what this are, has all been. Well, they're just like making fun of her to her face. I, I, you know, this whole like, you're really annoying. And she's like, I know. I just think in a couple of years or maybe five years. It, she's it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be like a laganja situation yeah well i mean that's the thing is like i feel like she's 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 trying to kind of be like no i'm in on it i'm in on it no right. i know she's i'm annoying on, she's not but that's you know uh it, I, there's an episode of the office where they they have a roast of michael but they he like gets emotional and mm. then he or no he or it's just it's too rough and then he ends up like 
read like roasting himself i saw this episode yeah yeah and then like or encourages them to roast him and Mm -hmm. then it's like it's like oh too far and i feel like that's kind of what's happening here where it's just like you know that eventually it's going to be like no i'm in on it i'm into this is fun we're all we're all roasting me but like astrid you're crying right now you know right 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 i just think that because even production right they're also calling her out through the editing. They are, you know what I mean? Like it just seems like eventually it's going to crash down and Astrid's going to kind of gain a little bit more self-awareness in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I God, I hope so, but uh, maybe, maybe she's more self-aware on her uh, furry porn Twitter account, but I don't want to ask her for it because I don't want to accidentally bring it. It's not drag. I might get blocked. Don't ask me about it if you're here because you're a drag fan. (laughs) What was that? Oh, Evan Ross Katz called it the Barbara Streisand effect, right? Uh, Where? Oh, that's yes. Yeah, that's a term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Not Evan Ross Katz's term, but he brought that term to my attention where it was just like, Oh, uh, oh no! I'm going on a vacation to my house in the Hamptons at so and so address. I do not want any press to follow me. Uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like very Valerie Cherish. Yeah. Don't ask for my alt account. I just don't want people wanting to see me in right. furry porn. Yeah. I said don't ask about it. Don't retweets ask about that my tweet. alt. Yeah. Don't ask retweets, about my alt. Retweet. Yeah. Retweets her own tweet. Likes it. Yeah. <laughs> likes it comments three more times right yeah, yeah. not me you know not me should i should i all on main <laughs> right right yeah should i put tail on main mm, not me putting <laughs> showing tail on main oh embarrassing she's a lizard yeah, or no, something. I get it. Yeah. yeah she's a lizard person yeah oh man all right well then we get all the sisterhood moments in the cauldron and it's it's really heartfelt yeah melissa be over it um, I I do like the the hinting at um, Astrid talking shit behind production's back. I I'm curious what oh. that is. Uh, you know, like ooh, because I feel like that wouldn't stay in if that's if we're not mm, seeing ultimately maybe why they're so vicious to her. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So uh, anyway, yes. So before you know, Melissa has her meltdown. We get, you know, the sort of last ditch effort, slightly performative scene between Coco and Melissa. Like, I think Coco is being really supportive, but this scene was for TV. Like, Melissa was already going home. Yeah. No, right, 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 right. Melissa was already going home and they, okay, we'll just film the last scene and then bye. Yeah. Yeah. It gave, it gave camp counselor Melissa an opportunity to tell, you know, uh, our, our art focused counselor Coco, like, you know. Just get these campers through the end of summer, you know, yeah. win that regatta, you know, right. you got to beat Eva's team, you know. And I think Melissa's like, hey, I, yeah, I'll, I'll finish my contract, but I'm not going back in there with those fucking assholes. Like, I just right. kind of appreciated that. It reminded me of very much when, like, it's clear the lip sync is only happening on Drag Race because they need the lip sync to happen. It's it's built into the runtime of the episode. It's like it goes down, it comes down to things like that. Yeah. Like, Exactly. And this was like, yeah, can we just go through, like, this is the, the story structure of an episode. If we don't end with this, it feels weird. You yeah. Know? This is the new Dragula. We need to do this. Uh, yeah. I feel like three seasons ago, they would have ended the episode, like, on a cliffhanger, or it mm-hmm. would have, you know, 
Mm-hmm. It would have been like Melissa went home. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh and, my god! Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then it would have been like, "Hello, uglies!" Next week, one of you is going to be punished for this, and then it's like, "Bye!" And then it would end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hello, uglies! <laughs> one of you is going to be punished. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that my prediction is that they're going to send the two of them home next week, and that's oh. going to be, you know. Uh, and they're going to stick to this top three. All right, Mary. Well, uh, I think that's it for Dragula Titan sea creatures of the deep blue sea in the deep jaws, uh, the reef. Yeah. Uh, 40 meters down. Deeper and bluer. Uh <laughs> Yeah, Melissa left feeling deeper and bluer. Uh, oh, I'm so disappointed. I loved Melissa. I thought she was a great character on TV. I loved her presence in the workroom, uh, or sorry, in the boudoir. Uh, mm. Yeah, uh, she's she's great. I'd go to any Melissa show. Yeah, and and apparently there's naked pictures on Twitter. So uh, <laughs> I, another reason to stay on Twitter. Um, <laughs> BSA of the week. I mean, it's so hard to not give it to Coco because it's basically the Coco Kane award for being BSA. I'm happy to give it to Vicky this week yeah. because I think that she had a hard role. That's all. It, they all came for her. And it was, I don't know. I thought she was great. I thought she was great. And I feel like she, yeah, I feel like she wanted to play in the sandbox. And then they just like shoved her face in the sand, you know? Yeah. And she's a fish. This is not. <laughs> You gotta get that bitch back in the water, you know? Oh, man. All right. Well, I did not come up with floor show music this week because I forgot. Well, but we could do deeper I feel like we already have one. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna say. I was gonna say if you. If, Finn if is like it. a shark's fin or whatever. It yeah. Is. yeah. So, so our, our last. Yeah. So, please, our last chance floor show will be the LL Cool J song from, from Deep Blue Deep Sea. Blue sea. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> So happy right now. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, you know who I'm thinking about now? I'm thinking of Monet Exchange doing an impression of LL Cool J. Oh, I, did she do? Was that one of her Snatch Games? Or no, no. She did it during a mini challenge, in like the masculinity challenge. Oh, yeah. LL Cool J. He was great in Halloween H2O as well. <laughs> I love LL Cool J. I don't remember if I saw it. I uh, love LL Cool J too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you get more of him on this podcast. Ah, uh, Luther. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that's his first name, Luther. Oh my God. Yeah. I thought. I think I, it's I do James know. Todd Smith. By the oh, way. Oh, James. Yeah. Yeah. LL Cool J. James Todd Smith. That all. It stands sense. for Ladies Love Cool James. Uh huh. Ladies Love Cool James. I remember that from the VH1 oh, behind ladies. the music. Oh, ladies. <laughs> uh, Mary, I wonder is is the song you're thinking of from the movie In Too Deep and not Deep Blue Sea? No, it's Deep Blue Sea. Are what you are sure? You about? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm I'm quite sure because why else would he sing a song called Deep Blue Sea? Or I mean, uh, well, yeah. he has a song called. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe. Right. Right. We're we're, yeah. we're about to find out. So. We're about to find out. You know what? And if it's not from Deep Blue Sea, it's still going to be our last chance floor show because that's right. Because Mama said knock you out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, uh, Luther. 
I'm scrolling through his uh, through his Spotify. This is LL Cool J playlist, and I'm shocked that this is not in the top forty songs. Which I'm, one? A, a deeper bluer. Oh no! It no, it bombed. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Deepest bluest. Deepest, deepest bluest. bluest. Okay. Are you sure it's not the mom? It's it's not like my hat is like a, a shark's fin or whatever. I think it is that. Okay. All right. It's deepest bluest shark's fin. It is that. It, I just it. found. Okay. I just found, folks. Unless I've edited this whole section. Thanks for going on this journey with us. I found the soundtrack on Spotify. It is deepest bluest. Uh, parentheses shark shark's fin by LL Cool J. I love it. Yeah. So. Well, Mary's enjoy some ladies' love, and we hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week for the top five. Yeah, party, party, Todd teams. Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark's fin.